Hello, everybody. Hope y'all having a good night. Appreciate y'all tuning in for another episode, episode six of Say Less. Let's go. Um, as always, my name is Mo. That's Will. Other guy, Zach. Appreciate y'all for coming in. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed already, we're gonna have our uh, links to our Twitter and Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, it's say underscore less on underscore pod, and then Instagram is say underscore less underscore pod cast. And uh, if you guys want to check those out, they'll have the links to our link tree on there for access to YouTube, uh, the podcast app on uh, Apple, um, everything. If you guys want access, oh, sorry about that. So for yes. today, <laughs> we'll be talking about the That's, MVP. Uh, hit the links. Bro. Every, the, damn, every damn week, man. This man's always dropping his phone. <laughs> no, was, no hit, the, hit the links on the social media. We're active trying to stay active on that uh love engaging with fans recently posted our power rankings you guys want to check those out on instagram (laughs) pretty interesting rankings (laughs) (laughs) all-star break here yes okay yo anyways uh for today we're going to be talking about the mvp conversation how's been heating up you know a lot of big performances from Jokic and Embiid. Also been talking about the refs and the controversy around the Jazz 76ers game from, when was it? Wednesday? That was literally the other day, yeah. yeah what was the other day? Okay. We'll also be talking about triple-doubles and if they're actually, you know, as a big deal as they used to be. Uh, players who are, might be uh, getting bought out by the teams and where they'll be ending up. And if we have time, we might talk about if players could survive in the 90s and the 80s, the top players from today's league. And we're also, each of us, and is going to be giving us a bold take for next week. We're going to be doing action. that. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to do that every week from now on. So we're going to say a bold take, and it's going to be for the next week. So we'll be able to see if it came true by next week, and we'll talk about it in the next episode. So that'll be in the Yes, week. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So who wants to start off with the MVP race? All right. I'll start off. I'll start off. So, uh. Uh, let me let me just say, uh, you know, after this stuff comments I had, you know, at the MVP race, uh, I'm a little bit embarrassed. I'm a little bit embarrassed to tell you the truth because Joel Embiid has been dominant last week, man. Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, you know, he went up against Miles Turner and Rudy Gobert uh, in back to back and like you know very quick succession in defensive. You know, two defensive powerhouses, very good defenders. Uh, you know, both leaders for, you know, the defensive player of the year campaign this year. And Embiid put up 40 points and 19 rebounds against Gobert and 24 points and 13 rebounds against Miles Turner. And I'm just, that's just sheesh. And, and, and three quarters too. And three quarters, you know, sheesh. Um, <laughs> after the Turner game too, he said, you know, that's a, that's a matchup I've dominated since I got into the league. It's a great defender, but He's being honest and trying to be, you know, Embiid is always a trash talker, so he's going to say that too. Um, and he just said he didn't have a problem with Gobert either. So I just think, man, like, it's hard to argue against that because Embiid just went out and dominated him like that. You know, he's got to, yeah. he's, in my opinion, he is the leader in the, in the MVP race. Let me just be clear about that. He is the leader in the MVP race right now during the All Star break. Um, if you're listening to this, the games might be returning back, uh, you know, tonight. But, um, he is the leader, and I th- there's nobody that has had performances like that and has a record like that that is doing the t- things that he's doing, and he's having a monster season. So that's what I'm saying right now. Uh, credit, credit to Will, 
uh, who said Embiid is the MVP earlier in the earlier in the season. My God, dude! Oh man. Yes, sir. Well, only because Kevin Durant's been injured. So, by the way, I wouldn't have said a KD. No matter what, I had Embiid. Oh, no, you're saying? Oh, you're saying KD would be MVP if? No. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Maybe I mean, he's on that super team with the Nets. I don't. All right. Well, I mean, James Harden's. James Harden's been, been nice. uh, creeping up. He's been creeping up on a lot of people's, you know, MVP rates right now. Personally, I have him number three. I still have him be number one, and then Jokic number two. But James Harden, he's he's been going crazy. Um, I think he's benefited from KD being out just because it's just him and Kyrie. Um, yeah. So you know, people don't really think of him as this big super team or offensive powerhouse, obviously. So uh, yeah, James Harden, I, I think he's top three right now. Um, I don't know where you guys have LeBron. I still have Dame over him, so maybe LeBron for me is five. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I would put uh, Embiid, Jokic, and Harden. Man, I ate my Harden words too, man. I at the, at the first episode, I said most overrated player in the league, and God dang, bro, he had like a 30-point, 15 rebound, 15 assist, triple-double the other night too. Uh, and, you know, and he's Harden. playing on the Nets. Credit to Harden. He's doing big – He's doing massive numbers right now, putting up a lot of triple doubles. So that's that's the guy. I wonder how he he'll be affected though when KD comes back and then uh, Kyrie just plays a little bit more consistently in terms of like literally playing every game, not yeah. playing consistent. Right. But um, his, his 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 scoring will just go down. I think he'll still grab you know, <laughs> boards and yeah. Obviously. I I agree. I think he might get a little less re- less rebounds. KD is a good rebounder. Yeah. Yeah. But, but before, no when, when, yeah, when Katie was playing, he he was just playing point guard. He wasn't really trying to score and stuff. So he'll just, you know, just still lead the league in assists, but scoring will definitely go down. Right. Okay. So I, I just did some stat searching. I was actually just looking up one stat right now to make sure I had it because I forgot. But I was just looking at Embiid and Jokic, who were my two picks for MVP at the beginning of the year. And they still are my top two picks. Embiid's averages right now, 30.2 points per game. That's second in the league. 11.6 rebounds per game. That's fifth in the league. 3.3 assists, whatever. Um, 31.19 PER. That's second in the league. 1.4 blocks per game and then 1.2 steals per game. I didn't go as in-depth in the Jokic's averages, um, but he has 27.1 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, which is 11th in the league. But you see the difference between 11.6 and, and 11. You know, that's six spots in terms of, like, yeah. uh, where you are in the league. So it's not too far behind what Embiid has. But um, And then 8.6 assists per game, which is seventh in the league, which is honestly miraculous for a big man. I know mm-hmm. everybody, like, lost their minds last year when LeBron led the league in assists as a, a small forward. So this this is almost equally as impressive, if not more impressive, in my opinion. And then he has a thirty-one point six one PER. So that's first in the league. So the, you got the two two highest PER players. Wouldn't in the league. wouldn't those be all time records too? I heard I think I heard someone say that. I'm pretty sure that'd be the those PERs? are two highest. Yeah, the PERs. Um, I don't know that highest PERs in NBA history. I thought Giannis got it last year or did two. he I don't know uh let's see yeah he got it last year oh wow he did 31.86 he'd, he'd, 
So he'd and, still be higher than both these guys. Oh. He built he beat out Wilt. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wilt has two of the top three. So they yeah. right now, right now, those two PERs mm-hmm. would be they would be eighth and ninth. Well, no, All they'd time. be eighth. They'd be eighth. Embiid's PER would be um, 15th all okay. time. So re- both of them actually behind LeBron James's PERs for a respective year. But anyways, all this to say that I think these are the clear-cut MVP favorites. Um, I I think the Nuggets need to be a little bit better. They've they've kind of started to heat up, heat up. Sorry, a little bit before the All Star break, and that's mostly because Jamal Murray has been playing a little bit better, like more mm-hmm. like you would think he would play. Mm-hmm. So I think Jokic could jump. I don't I don't think he would be second in MVP voting right now. I don't remember what the NBA's rankings are, but I think LeBron is actually two. Pretty sure I looked at it like the other day, which blows my mind. No, he's three. Oh, he moved down? Okay. Yeah, he moved down to three recently. Yeah, so who is that, second? Yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure it's Jokic. It is? Jokic? It's, okay. Yeah, Jokic. Yeah. Yeah, and that. that's what it should be. Yeah. Yes. Go on, Zach. Sorry. That, that monster night, like that 30, 39 point, 14. Uh, Rebound like nine assist game, I think. Um, you know, it's just massive numbers. You know, anything yeah. like thirty point drop, thirty point triple double, and or like a thirty five point. You know, you're putting up forty points and getting like a bunch of rebounds and a decent amount number of assists, and your team's playing well. You know, you're you're in the MVP conversation. So that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, I put I, I, you know, I love I love Steph, and I think he does have a case this year. Um, based on the effect of the Warriors and how their success uh, is intertwined with Curry's, you know, position on the floor when he's on the floor, when he's versus when he's off the floor. But I can't deny when Embiid and Jokic are putting up 40-point nights and they're, <laughs> they're, adding, they're adding 12 rebounds to it, it's hard to put Curry over that when he's only scoring like 30, you know. We but, we got to talk. We got to talk about also, also that. Interesting too, so I don't know. You know, he's going to do – the team's got to do better. Let me. Uh, I'll see some more later down the line, you know. But hmm. we we got to talk about that Utah game though, with Embiid, because that yeah, was nuts. That was, I mean, yeah. that was BS. That was a man. Oh yeah. It, but it was nuts. Forty points against Rudy Gobert. I mean, how many points he was that, he guarded oh, by Rudy? Gosh, you dude, know, but he had that three pointer. I don't know if y'all to, saw that. To ice it, regulation, kinda. dude. Oh my god, it was impossible. Oh no, it was to tie it, right? Oh, it was to tie it. it. It was to tie it. Yeah, he stepped back and then he faked it, and then the guy. Oh yeah, 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 it was yeah, nuts. So he dude, just it hit nuts. it in his face, right? That one. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He moused him. Looked, he moused him. It looked so like effortless, man. Like he just stepped back and drained that. Like it was like man, yeah. contest, very contested look. Look yeah, like I'm with it, and then all of a sudden he just drains that. Like, damn. It's kind of funny how Embiid dropped 40 on Gobert, and then they played two weeks earlier, and then Ben Simmons dropped 42 on Gobert, who was someone's defensive player of the year pick, by the way. He's still a defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. Uh, I'm just Let's I'm not just get saying. things twisted, but Embiid is having a better season. Uh, so. Not yet, but and the good, let me just say the Jazz are the first seed in the West. Okay. And the best team in the league currently, but when the bead comes through the town and drops the best, drop. best, best record and best team are two different things, little bro. Okay, that's facts. That is facts. 
Yes, but they have been playing like the best team. He uh, not recent, not recently. Who are the Jazz? Seventy Sixers, Seventy are the best team in the league right now. I disagree. To My power rankings uh, say different. Jazz uh, don't. They say they, they say wrong too. Jazz so. have less wins. Mm-hmm. Jazz have less losses. My bad. Okay. Fair point. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, we'll see in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's where the real teams are built. Um, but yeah, first round exit, just. I I kind of agree with that. Wow. What was I going to say? Yeah, Embiid's, Embiid's not hitting 50-40-90. I know we mentioned that. Was it the first episode, Zach? He, he's not going to get it. He'll, yeah. he'll come no, it's within crazy. 5%. Yeah, it's crazy because but... there, was, there was a lot of players. Uh, I, we sent out a tweet about it that, are, that were averaging 50-40-90 um, early, on, early on in the season, and now there's, like, none that are averaging it. Well, isn't, yeah. isn't, isn't Middleton still averaging 50-40-90? No, he's, he's not. He's not? No. What about Durant? Durant was never no. You sure? I'll check. Continue the debate though. Hey, since we're talking about that uh, Utah um, Philadelphia game, do you guys see that controversial call with uh, Rose O'Neill? Apparently, like there was a loose ball that he was getting out of bounds. I mean, the saving from going out of bounds. And he caught it and threw it. And Donovan Mitchell had a breakaway dunk. I think it was to put him up three. I think it was either put him up three or put him up four. But they called him out of bounds, even though the replay. Oh yes, I, I did. I did see it. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that I don't know. I didn't watch the game or the highlights. I just saw the play. But I don't know if Embiid's three tied the game, or if, if they didn't get that call, they would have iced the game away. Yeah, no, I remember that that call. Zach, did you did you find Katie's? Yeah, no. Uh, Middleton is shooting eighty eight percent from free throws. Oh. So that and he's only it's forty nine point five, but I think you have to be at fifty. Obviously, um, yeah. Who's Durant? Durant is Durant is shooting eighty seven percent from the line, so he's not he's not he is. Damn. Fifty-two percent and forty-three percent, but he's shooting eighty-seven percent from the line. The line that will be what holds most people back, I would imagine. Yeah, that's it's pretty so sure. Steph to... doesn't doesn't Steph have the all-time all-time leader in career free throw percentage? I believe so. He's shooting ninety-three percent. He's shooting forty-eight, forty-one, and ninety-three. Um, so he, he could get he could get. Field goal percentage, I don't think it's going to be hard for him. What about, what about Kyrie? No, Kyrie's down to 89 from free throw. Damn. Kyrie is shooting lights out this season, as well as Toby. Um, Toby, Toby and Kyrie are both shooting. Who's uh, Toby? Tobias. Tobias Harris. People call him Toby? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Casual. Good Lord. Casual, man. Moving on. Uh, Tobias Harris and Kyrie are both 51 and 40, and then both shooting 89. So they're close. They're very and close. No cigar, bro. And no cigar. No. Yeah. Damn. There was like five of them right there, but now it's just. Oh, who do you guys there. think out of that bunch will get it? No one. I don't think anybody's getting it. Nobody. I think Kyrie and Curry could get I it. Think, yeah, I think they have the best shot. Yeah. I just don't think anybody will. They could. I think Kyrie, Curry, Durant, and Middleton all have like shots. Yeah. Right. Durant's biggest issue is going to be. 
injuries. The less games you play, the harder it's going to be to do it. So, right. But nevertheless. So. Yes. Uh... All right. So let's let's uh, let's talk about the the refs sucking this year. Yes. The, the we just incidents. yeah. So we we just kind of mentioned the 76ers and uh, Jazz Jazz game the other night, but. What else? What else has gone on this year? What's yeah, let me, let me. Uh, yeah. Bulls. I don't know if you guys remember the Bulls game against the Trailblazers that Dame hit that game-winning three. Before that, they called it a jump ball when clearly Zach Levine was getting hacked by two people and nobody clearly had hands on the ball except for Zach Levine. And they called a jump ball instead of calling a foul and then they won the jump ball and Dame got the shot. So... Um, that's the most vivid memory I have since I'm a Bulls fan, and it was a BS call of ref sucking. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. Uh, also, the uh, the JJ Redick ejection with the ball flip. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I see that. That was also uh, <laughs> that was also very controversial. You know, there was uh, they said that he flipped the ball angrily. Um, you know, with 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 anger intent towards the referee um yeah i didn't see that personally from the video clip from the the review but uh after they said uh look uh, for all the all of the uh the fans listening i i would highly suggest looking at the nba official uh twitter twitter page for the officials um because there's a, they post videos on there of different things happening and there are a lot of skeptical uh, calls and skeptical videos and a lot of people commenting saying this is BS. There was also one about Buddy Heald um, for a flopping call on like a free throw. Like somebody like was coming in for it was during like a free throw. Like the game was stopped and somebody came in and he they put they ran into him and he like fell over and it was like out of frame and they gave him a warning for it. And Buddy really? replied, Buddy replied and he said he ran into me. What are you talking about? <laughs> so it was really BS. Oh man, man. There's also that um, uh, that Trey Young skirmish that he he got very heated at the ref after mm-hmm. uh, he got knocked in the nose. Yeah, called him a uh, profanity. A lot of uttered a lot of curse words. Uh, not safe for work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff around the NBA more so this season than last season. Um, maybe this is because I would say maybe this is in part due to the no fans. So there's more noise and you can hear more of the profane comments that, you know, players have. Um, in that case, then the refs should acknowledge that and they should take that into account when making some of these calls, um, you know, just because there's no mm-hmm. fans, just because you know, the, the players should still be able to, you know, speak like they're in a game, they shouldn't be rest- restricted, but the ref shouldn't just call you know, technical fouls on any profanity slip that comes out. So there, there's no justifying the JJ Reddick talk. I'm sorry. I've watched that video literally like 50 times. It, right. It's not possible that that was no. a technical foul. No, no way. I, I refuse to get ejected for that. <laughs> yeah. That was the second technical. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I got two more. The, the Damian Lillard game or um, not the Damian Lillard game. Trailblazers game the other night where Dame uh, taking a crucial shot at the end of the game or something. And he just got, if you watched it, you would, you would be like, Oh, he got, he got spanked. He just got absolutely 
smacked driving. And uh, he didn't get any call. He was very, very upset about it. Um, was this at the end of the game? Man. Yeah, I, th- I, I don't know. I think it was at the end of the game. I was just uh, watching it. But... Uh, you know, you know they're not going to call those calls that if it's, you know, 24 seconds or less. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I get that. Speaking of which, there are literally Twitter pages called NBA Refs Suck at Bad Calls NBA and then a Facebook page, NBA Refs Suck. But <laughs> um, I, I get that. I, I know they don't, but he, he was pretty upset. They do. What do you mean? They do what? The, they, the refs do suck. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah um, they and they then, can't be so strict, right? So the other thing was, you guys remember that play where that Nuggets player just absolutely, like, tackled, just tackled that Pacers guy shooting that three? Yes. I forgot the, the yes, player's yes, name. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Frank, Frank, uh, Frank Kempenzero, I think. I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now, yeah. He got nailed. Dude, this <laughs> – this is oh a God. this is a this is a tackle. Like this dude tried to tackle him. <laughs> was that, that, was, was that, just, that was just a shooting foul, right? It was a common foul. Dude. It was a common foul. Foul. That that one might be the worst to me. That might be the Facts. worst. That's dangerous. That almost that's one of the worst calls I've ever seen. I don't know uh, what the I don't know what the problem is, man. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is this season, but it's just been ass. It, can, can we just blame it on? Find me, ass. Yeah, I said ass. The refs have been ass. That's what I said. Yes. They're, they're, find, <laughs> find you, find them. Find, find them, him. Yeah. Find me. They're, they have to. They have to develop some form of consistency. There's no consistency, and I think part of it might be because there's no fans, like you said, Zach. But right. it's like there's a different level of sensitivity this year. It's yeah, like, I don't. I, I don't get why players like, you know, how the NBA comes out with that transcript if the refs get a. A call that they missed or they got the wrong At call. At the end of the game, the, the yeah. two-minute drill or whatever. The two-minute drill, yeah. How come they still find players that call out refs for the wrong calls? And then NBA, after that, finds them, but then also releases a transcript and admits, hey, the refs made a mistake. That doesn't make sense. Because you're just supposed to sit there and take it. Like last week, was it last week when we talked about Draymond Green's comments and yeah. uh, the, yeah. the ownership and GMs? kind of treat players with a, a level of respect that's kind of low lower than what players are supposed to treat uh management with yeah. and you're just supposed to sit there and take it and that's kind of what dream was getting at it's kind of the same story there you just got to sit there let the refs do be wrong and whatever i want to know when the refs are going to start getting fined for some that's... of this crap i mean this is, this is all right they, they, it's, it's the job mm-hmm. to make the right calls i mean doing and, the job wrong yeah Yes, it's hard to do it in live time, but if you're yeah, I understand they make mistakes, but some of them they have are, the re- they have the they have the replayed thing down. Wow. Some so, of them are not. There's yeah. no justifying like the the dude that tackled that guy. I don't know how you even justify that. There's no way. Like, Bro, they literally looked at Russo Neal's replay and yeah, that those plays dude, at the end of games. Yeah, yeah. And, and Gobert and back to the game, right? Yeah, yeah, and then Donovan and Gobert made comments and they both got fined. Yeah. Donovan, same game, got he got a technical yes. just for talking yeah. trash. Right. For talking trash to a player, not even to a ref, it was just to another that. player. He got ejected for it, bro. Yep. Come on now. Oh, that was that one. Yeah, I forgot that's, about that one. That's same bad. game. That that's bad officiating. That's bad officiating. <laughs> it's well, unbelievable. It is. It's it is unbelievable. I just 
I want them to do something about it, you know, like actually make the rest pay for it in a way. Yeah. Just well, so well, that see. there's some level, <laughs> so there's some level of standard, right? So of responsibility that they feel inclined to not, because let's just face it, everybody's biased, and some of these refs are probably biased towards some players. I know damn well yeah. back when Draymond was kicking people in the nuts, that <laughs> refs started to hate him that year. I mean, that's just yeah. a fact, and mm-hmm. that's part of the reason he got it, you know, ejected or not ejected, suspended in the finals that year. But that's mm. that's a whole different story for another day. Yes, sir. Another debate. Um, Next topic, yeah, though. Change. Next topic, yes. We got to talk about these triple-doubles. All right. Wow. We're talking right. about how, how watered down the triple-double has become in today's league. Um, something off the bat, I did a little research on it. In 2013 and 2014, there was only 46 triple doubles that were recorded in the uh, NBA. Um, Lance Stevenson led the league with five. And now, uh, 2018, 2019, just for a stat line, there was 127 were recorded. Um, and eight players had uh, five triple doubles. So I think, I think, the, um, how many of those are Russ? <laughs> you got to be like 60% of them. Right. Yeah. Triple double God, but. I think that, uh, you know, one of the main reasons is pace. There's more uh, opportunities for looks. There's more opportunities for threes. There's more players who are inclined with a skill set to have the triple-double, like Russ. Uh, There's a lot more small forwards and uh, point guards that, you know, pass the ball and rebound since the small small ball lineups and the decline of the traditional center has come into fruition. There's more opportunities for rebounds. So that's my two cents. I think it's because the game has changed. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it, it, it decline if the game declines because the triple doubles are watered down and still a good stat, but they, they, they do have happen a lot more frequently. So I don't know. I just think it's just players got better, um, more talented, obviously. Wow. But I also think just because, you know, the game evolves, like Zach says, and, you know, Fast breaks are more common. Second chance points are more common. And three ball obviously has changed a lot. So just more spacing. So a lot of guys find, you know, open guys on the corner, the top of the key and, uh, you know, the drive. And sometimes, you know, they pack the paint with, you know, with guys like Giannis, you know, if you have guards, you know, triple team or, uh, you know, quadruple team in Giannis, then they could go give some boards too. So, yeah, right. I think it's just, I think it's just more talent and, the way the game is played today. I am looking at a graphic right now from medium.com. They calculated the, well, they didn't calculate it. It's available, but the average points per game scored in the NBA per year. Yeah. This, this, this figure is astonishing. Like, I, I don't know if we're allowed to show it, so I'm not going to, but this, this is amazing. It's exponential growth. It's ridiculous. Like just, it's nuts. just 20 years ago, they're averaging less than 95 a game this is for the nba not not per yeah. team the oh, less than 95 per game we want to know where we're at as of two years ago so it's not till now 113 so i i gotta imagine it's it's about one around 120 at this point maybe 115 somewhere in there that's insane like this this is crazy so i could 
So you got a, you got basically a 20 point increase, maybe 25 to 30, uh, somewhere in there right. in the last 20 years right there. I can look at that and that tells me everything I need to know because you got, you getting 20 more points per game. That's opportunities for more rebounds, opportunities for more assists, obviously more opportunities for points. Yeah. So I, I would, I would say the triple double has just become a lot less meaningful now, especially since like Russ has done it three years in a row, averaged a triple double. That's insane. Mm -hmm. But like after he did it, after he did the first year, I was like, dang, okay. And then he did the second year. I'm like, eh, okay. (laughs) Third year. I'm like, "Mm, whatever. Just common, common knowledge. It's just common at this point. Right. Yeah. So I, I would say, like, if you get a triple-double like um, TJ McConnell was going to get the other night, hopefully. He or did he, did, he did. He did get it. Yeah, yeah uh, the 10 that's, steals. That's, that's a much more impressive triple-double. I was yeah. hoping he would get in a different, you know, some random form. Like, if you get a blocks, steals, rebounds, or re- assists, triple-double, that, okay, that's pretty cool. But the points, rebounds, assists one is becoming a little too common especially if you look at use high usage rate players, mm. it's pretty much easy, not easy. It's not easy to get one, but it's, it's not, it's almost becoming common for players like that to, to get a few, to get more than a few a year. It's surprising to me that we haven't seen a quadruple double yet. That's I mean, the what closest, I saw. Yeah. We the almost, closest man. Yeah. Draymond, was it three years ago? He had everything. He had a triple double, but he needed four more points because he had six points to get the quadruple double. He just wasn't scoring that game. So didn't TJ McConnell have the same thing? Wasn't he like in a yeah, similar? Yeah, he, the other he got out steals, but I don't think the what. So he had steals, points, and rebounds, right? Or was it? Oh, I'm gonna, it up I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it up right now. But I think I think that's what it was. Before Draymond, I don't know if you guys remember this player, but Spencer Hawes, when he was in Philadelphia, like 2012, yeah. 2013, mm-hmm. remember him, Will? Yeah. I think he was the last, before Draymond, he was the closest guy because he used to he used to get blocks and points and rebounds and assists and stuff. There have been a shockingly high amount of quadruple doubles. I was looking it up the other day. He got 16 points, 13 assists, 10 steals. How many so, rebounds? Yes. He had like three I, rebounds, I, right? I wish I... I doesn't show have, it in this figure. Did not have that many rebounds. Yeah, I know that. So like he could have done it with rebounds. That's a fairly easy stat to get. It's an easier stat to get, but. But he has guys like Turner and Sabonis on his team, so I think. Yeah, are... I'm not saying it. It's easy, but I'm just saying like in terms of like stats to get, it's easier yeah. than getting like blocks than. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So, he could have... What do you guys think would be the, the closest guy to get called Drupal Double today's league? Draymond. Draymond? I, I had this debate there. with somebody the other day, and I think it's I think ben, ben, ben Simmons is capable. Ben Simmons is also. capable, yeah. Right. Yeah. I would say Embiid, but... Maybe Embiid, yeah. Embiid with blocks, and then... Jokic. You no know, points. Jokic, I'd argue. Yeah, I'd argue, yeah. I'd argue Embiid more so than Jokic because Jokic isn't as much of a blocking force or a defensive force as Embiid. Yeah. And Embiid keeps guys going this, uh, offensively with his assists if he needed to. You yeah. know, if he goes around the floor one night, I think he could do it. Yeah, facts. Especially facts. this season, you know. I forgot about David Robinson's quadruple double. David Robinson, I think, was the last guy. I'll say it right now. You know what? I'll say it right now. Joel Embiid is getting a quadruple double this season. 
Oh, Lord. Uh. Dude, you just get high on your horse, and you just <laughs> impulsively say stuff. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Quadruple double this year, boys. He's going to go off. He's getting He's getting it. I, I believe it. I can believe he can do it. Okay. No. I mean, I think he can, but it's not happening. Not this 621. year. 6-21. As of this recording. All right. 36-21. Yeah, fair. Uh, next topic. There's been a lot of reports uh, during this all-star break of Ooh. players getting traded, bought out. Uh, Blake Griffin, namely one. Remember, Jeremy Grant has rumors for the Boston Celtics. Um, there's been a lot of different trade rumors. So which which ones do you think are the more interesting? Which ones do you think affect the league the most? So let's go. I mean, Jeremy Grant to the Boston Celtics, I'm just going to stay right at the bat, would be nuts. I think that it's um, highly values their team. I think that makes them a three seed in the East and a contender. How would he help them, though? He's just going to be another Daniel Tice. Still good though. He's still a very. They need. They need a. They need a a, a, a. a big man in the center. They don't need another scorer. They have enough scores on the team. If they get rid of Kemba, they should go for a big man. Jeremy Grant's not. It's going to help them obviously just because he's a good player. But he's right. He's he's not a defensive powerhouse. He's just he can't rebound. He's going to average over seven rebounds, I think, and he's going to get a lot of blocks too. So. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think he'd be. He'd be a nice addition, but they need. A, they need a, a rebounding big man. They need like a Stephen Adams or something. Let's talk about the Blake Griffin to the Nets rumors, though. That's interesting. I think that establishes them as the uh, finals favorite of the East for sure. I'm not sure. Finals can... favorite or East favorites or both. Mm, finals favorite, I think. Mm. Yeah, I see the finals favorite. Yep. Personally, I don't, yeah, I don't think they, ahead, I don't think they'll be able to. I, I, um, I do not see the Brooklyn Nets winning the championship this year if they have if, uh, if they have Durant and, and and Irving and Harden all on the floor. I don't think there's enough to go around. I think uh, it's going to cause problems in the playoffs. So that's my opinion. I think if they get Blake Griffin, though, that could have in the in the playoffs, the ball ball sharing was a problem. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. Yes. Blake Griffin to the Nets is a good pickup. I wish they had played Roberson and Shumpert more. I don't know why they don't play yeah. anymore. Didn't they wave them? Well, they waived them because apparently they want to put them on 10 day contracts. And then if they can sign somebody, they want to sign those players first and then sign Shumpert and Roberson back. Yeah. That's right. what, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was just a financial just issue. Yeah. I um I'm looking, I'm just going through some trade rumors right now. First of all, to speak on the Blake Griffin one, wherever he goes, I think the team becomes a favorite. Because I don't think he's gonna go to a lower end team. So if yeah. if he does go to a lower end team, then uh what I said doesn't matter. But if he goes to like the Lakers, the Nets, the Clippers, I don't know why he go to the Clippers, but like teams like that. I think they become instantly the favorites, especially if, especially for the Nets because they really lack size. That's a major issue for them. The Lakers, I don't know as much, but one guy we're not talking about is Andre Drummond. Drummond I, don't, right. I don't remember. I haven't heard anything lately with him, but 
he he's another huge pickup. If he, I mean, I, again, if the Nets get a big man, I just want to say, I, I would say they become the favorites. Yeah, definitely. In, in my opinion, they become the favorites. Now, if the Lakers get Drummond, they, they I mean, they're going to be the clear-cut favorites, obviously. But I think the Nets are going to be pushing big time for these big men. Wow, that sounded sus. Holy crap. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> oh, man. But but um, so some other stuff I'm looking at. Uh, the Knicks are looking at Victor Oladipo, Terry, Terry Rozier, Lonzo Ball. So they they the right. Knicks are lacking some a point guard. They they need a point guard. I don't think any of that that's gonna happen because the Knicks were also looking at Blake Griffin, but they've decided to go with Julius Randle. You know, stick with him. He's killing it. John Wall and Kyle Lowry. Heat are interested in him. Um, the Heat. Yeah, the Heat are a interested of, in them. Yeah. A lot of teams are interested in PJ Tucker. Wow, PJ Tucker. Yeah. Bro, are the Magic really trying to trade Bucevic? I've heard rumors about that. Yeah, they, that they, it? yeah, that's they want. Apparently, they want to trade him before the deadline, obviously, but they want to get rid of him, him and Aaron Gordon. So the Celtics and Hornets are interested in him. I, I think I'm, Bucevic. I think Bucevic fits the Nets more than any other big men, just because he can space the floor and he's a good defender too um so i want to i want to talk about the hornets though because the hornets are looking to make some moves here clearly or it seems man i i wouldn't give up terry rozier personally i know that what do they need though their problem uh well god what do they need they just need more bench play i'd say because they've got Lamelo ball who's emerging he's i think clear cut favorite to win rookie of the year right you got oh, yeah, terry rozier sure. Devonte graham who's been hurt and kind of lost minutes this year but that so those three right there then they got miles bridges pj washington cody zeller um biombo so they, they they got those guys but i i feel like they lack depth but in terms of guards i actually could see them maybe getting rid of terry rozier or Devontae Graham, because it seems like they got plenty of Too guards. Many guards. They got a lot yeah. of guards, yeah. But yeah. but then again, they need one of those guys to play shooting guard. So I don't know. I, I who'd think, you who'd you keep? Who'd you if you're the one who'd you trade? I'm getting rid of Devontae Graham. I know he had a breakout year last year, but his injury can uh his injuries have been a little concerning. And I don't know, Terry Rozier has really emerged this year. I think I think ball. Terry 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 fits Lamelo more than Devontae just because Devontae's more of a ball handler. I mean, he can score too, but Terry Rozier, if you just told him to go score, he he'll do that better than Devontae. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Grant I know, on the market for the Celtics. The Low- we are, did we talk about Lowry? No, we go. I I mentioned him, glossed over him, kind of, but they're the Heat are interested in him. I think make the, I think that makes that could make the Sixers a potential Finals favorite if they get Lowry too. So I mean, how would how would you play that team team. though? You know, like That's what would the lineup be? Would Simmons move to Simmons would move to the forward, right? You have to move into the forward. Yeah, but I, I wonder. Play, it'd be, it'd be Lowry, Lowry Seth Simmons, Tobias, then Embiid. That's so they go just they it's go just small. like well, who's 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 running. Who's who's a floor general? Right, because you can't just you, run, you can't tell Simmons yeah. to go sit in the corner 
Like it's you tell Seth and Tobias to. You run into that issue like they had with but with Jimmy Butler when they had Jimmy right. Butler. Who's gonna handle the ball in the fourth quarter when they need buckets and need to run the offense, you know? For for that reason, I actually think Lowry would be better fit on the heat. And that's just strictly because I know they have some good up and coming guys like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. They're not necessarily like dominant ball handlers. handlers. Yeah. But they they could they could excel from growth or sorry excel and learn from a player like Kyle Lowry, and I think Kyle Lowry is a good point guard. Like I, I do. We've had we've had arguments about whether or not he's like a true star, um, but yeah. he he would definitely make the Heat better because they they're not really playing. Dragic isn't really doing anything this year, so right. kind of seems like they're one dimensional point guard wise. I right. think I think he helps them. Uh, they're also looking at John them. Wall. Yeah, I think either of those players makes the Heat uh, instant a Butler. You get a Butler and Lowry facilitating the shooters like Hero and uh, Nunn, Duncan Robinson. You take some of the pressure off Jimmy too. The Heat, the Heat shooters are what the the Nets need right now. If the Nets had that around them, they. I, that might just be the best team ever, but Heater. like they're nice. The Heat are nice. They're underrated. I wouldn't yeah. sleep on them. I mean, we slept on them last year and we saw what happened. Yeah. But let's see what else we got here. So the 76ers, Heat, Warriors, Bucks, Celtics interested in Bjelica, Nemanja, Jelica. Who does he play for? Bielitsa. Isn't it Bielitsa? Bielitsa. I dude, I don't know how to pronounce it. I've never said it right ever. It does not look like what I just said at all. I've literally (laughs) never said his name correctly. I just kind of make up some word every time I say it, kind of like Perkins (laughs) does with Giannis's name. (laughs) Giannis. uh, Yep. So the reason this is happening is because the Kings are kind of unsure about how his future is remaining with the Kings with their organization mm-hmm. he's in a contract here uh i don't know i don't really see i i guess i could see him on the bucks because he could spread the four and that's that would help that's i mean the bucks need as many shooters as they can get i know they have shooters but it's like they gotta surround Giannis with everything yeah what he what do you guys think with i, I don't think this is a big move really the warriors eh, maybe I mean, Porzingis was has been a lot of trade talks recently, so we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they trade him. I, I don't know. If the... I don't. I don't understand why they would trade him. I think he fits perfect for Luca. Right. So, I guess they would trade him because of his injury concerns. But I mean, who would you get back for him? Would you just yeah. get another shooting big man, or would you go for exactly Levine, Bradley Beal type player? Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. Um, there's a lot of unheard rumors, and there's not a lot of sufficient ones, other than like you know Blake Griffin obviously going somewhere. So I think we got to wait and see, you know, yeah. what happens until we get certified, you know, sources and you know a lot of people talking about it. Yeah. But moving on, um, we also want to talk about we got a submission from one of our listeners. Shout out to Abdul. Could five to ten players in the '80s and '90s survive in the NBA today? It's it's could the top five to ten players not top could five, five ten to ten. Players. My bad. I guess My I bad. guess it is the same thing in a way, but you know, could the top five? I think so. 
I think so for sure. Well, wait, let's establish who who do we count as top five right now? Like just oh, MJ. just top five in the eighties? No, no, no. We're talking about could top five players today play in the eighties or nineties? Man, I messed that up. Played in the who could top five ten players? Hmm. I, I don't know. More that's I, I I typed it pretty weird. More I think that's what he. So is it the players from today? Yeah, could the players today survive back then? Yes. You think? So we got top five is going to be LeBron, KD, Steph, AD, Harden, or or Giannis. Yeah, those are all those are all good players. Yeah. Yes. Not soft, I don't think. Yes. I think they could. Look, look, look. The game evolves, like everything else evolves. Players get better. They have new technology to go off of, okay? Right. And if you put Harden back then as he plays now, he's going to be just as good as he is in today's game. Hand checking, hand checking I think, will be a problem for smaller people like Steph. Steph. Yeah. But he still has his handles. And he still could, you know, go to the basket. He still could shoot lights out. So maybe right. he'll be a little bit affected by the hand checking. And maybe the hard following in the nineties in the eighties for sure. Right. Just because what they're doing to Jordan. If you you know, James Harden could just right. Yeah, James Harden could go play the you know bad boys and he could do what Jordan did and drop forty on them. And the Pistons say, Okay, we can make the Harden rules just like we made the Jordan rules. So well, maybe I mean, what? Yeah. I did, I disagree saying? that Harden would do exactly that because Jordan played more at the rim than Harden does. Yeah, Harden. but I'm just saying like if he if he just did his own step back or let me just drop to the basket and get these petty fouls like usual, then, yeah, he could he'll get 30. Do you think Harden's step back would be called a travel back then? Just out of curiosity. This is kind of off topic, but do you think it would be a travel? Yeah. I think yeah, they would, I think would, they would, I think they would call it a travel. travel. Yeah. I, I here, Here's one thing. I, There's not I that think... many flashy moves back there. They'd, like, see that shit and be like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> travel. <laughs> I think I think to say any player can't play in any era is always is a little bit flawed because if every player grows up in a specific era, they're groomed for that era. Yeah, they're, they're groomed to play yeah. well. So it's like, yeah. but if if I'm taking like KD from this era, blah blah blah, and putting him back then or LeBron, they're still great players. Like a great player is a great player is a great player. It's yeah. you're gonna tell me Will Chamberlain wasn't gonna be good now? Will would still wreck the league, bro. He'd, he'd still wreck everybody. So I do mm-hmm. think both ways. Like, Jordan can play now. We had on uh, our channel the other night, we had a, like, three-hour-long debate about whether or not Jordan could play in this era because it's such a shooting era. I'm like, dude, Jordan would wreck this era. He would He would absolutely wreck this era. Facts. Players will adjust. It's just the fact of the matter. And even if you're saying, like, oh, they don't have the medical technology back then, blah, 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 all that stuff. They're still gonna be, they're still great players. Like you can't take away shooting from them. You can't take away the fact that they can score, the fact that they're versatile, blah blah blah. So, yep. I, I would say that they can all, especially the top five in this era. Yeah, sometimes I get fine. confused, like you said, Will, with the whole like when people mean if you put KD in the '80s, like what do you mean by that? If he was brought up in the '80s, or if you you know put him in a time machine and said, okay, KD. What you do in 2021 and go do that in 85. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that, that that that's a good point because if he's brought up in the 70s, he's not gonna be playing the way he plays now, obviously, because he's not gonna know 
half his moves because they're not gonna probably be a thing in the NBA. So there, maybe a different he'll, generation. There's different yeah. play styles and different exactly things. Yeah. Know? Facts. Obviously, those talented players are going to do. I th- I think the whole argument of you know can the eighties nineties players play in today's NBA and can today's players play back then is stupid because they're both talented players. They're both you know talented regimes of players and they'll adjust and you know use their skill sets to their advantage. It doesn't you know. It's they, funny because people yeah. make player comparisons between players today and back then. Right. So if you're comparing if you're comparing them and they're kind of similar in some aspects. Don't you think, okay, if you can put Larry Bird, right. don't you think you could be another, maybe better Luca or just a different type of Luca Dantich or something like that? So, right. This is uh, just one last uh, point on this because we got to go. Uh, we're about to close this up. But we, the players, players can adjust to any situation, you know, if they're, they're provided that. They just have to be able to adjust to that, you know. If – like I like the argument. If he, I just had a time machine, I brought KD back then. Everybody's gonna be like, "Well, he's too skinny, bro." Dude can shoot. Dude, yeah. dude can still shoot. He's still quicker than most players that played. Yep. It's, it's no knock against any era. It's just times change. Players get better or worse or whatever. The the technology gets better. It, mm-hmm. The argument is is very flawed. I think because I think if anybody's brought up to be a certain player, like in a certain era, they're going to be fine adjusting anywhere. That's just how I, I see it, but we got to get ready to close because we are about at our time. So we're going to make some bold predictions, bold predictions for this upcoming week, Zach. All right. I've been criticized for my bold takes in the past, but uh, I'm going all out, go on out. Um, Steph Curry for all-star game MVP. I think he's winning it this year. Um, I think he's going to establish his dominance. I think a lot of people are going to be jealous in this group chat. But my Steph Love uh, is up there. So I'm, I'm calling Steph Curry to go off in the All-Star game. And, to be clear, uh, um, just to prove that he's I hope not. That's, I hope that's bold enough. I hope that's bold enough. I want to clarify something for everybody listening. To be clear, he is saying this on Saturday March 6th, we record these yes. episodes that were released Wednesday, so it will be released after the All-Star game. Yep. But yes, is that Mohamed uh, disgusted? Kind of disappointing. I mean disappointing. Like if you said if you said maybe Brad the Beal would all-star game oh, MVP, maybe that'd be more bold. But Steph Curry, like, that's just he's a top five player in the league. If he wins all-star game MVP, that's not really surprising. I'd be more surprised if you know, Bradley Beal or Zach Levine or Sabonis, <laughs> Sabonis would win. Sabonis. But uh, let me let me go real quick. Uh, I actually have like three. Uh, by the end of next week, by the time we record in episode seven, the Warriors will not be in a top eight playoff spots in the West. Second one is how is that uh, bold, Zach... dude? They're nine right now. Huh? They're nine right now, though. I'm pretty sure they're eight. No, they're nine. They... They're nine. They're nine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Criticizing okay. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Bold. Okay. Uh, Zach Levine Zach, Zach is going to be the three-point contest winner. Mm. And the Bulls will move up to the sixth or fifth speed by next week. Okay. Bulls, sixth seed. Wow. No, sixth or fifth. One of those. All right. Just because they're so close to each other. But. Okay. Um. Mine are actually pretty similar. 
You kind of said mine. One of mine was going to be that Zach Levine wins the all-star MVP. Just a gut feeling that he's going to do it. They're just going to be like, let's just give it to the dude who can dunk lights out. And then the other one I had was also Bulls-related, Mohamed. They're going to beat the Sixers next week, first game back out of the all-star break. By 10-plus points, they're going to beat the 76ers. You got that, Zach? You heard? You heard 10-plus points against the best team. Oh, man, I'm getting roasted right now on these bold takes. I thought mine was fine, and then all of a sudden (laughs) – Bulls beat the Sixers. I like that, man. I believe believe in my team, bro, you know? Mm. I believe in my team. So I just – I have faith. You know, no, no, Bulls, Bulls been playing good against top top seeded teams this yep. year, so I wouldn't be surprised. Like you know, they just built like that. You know, you know, just like I rooted for the Bears, I had faith in the Bears. You know, that one time that they played the Saints, I had faith in the Bears. Aren't you? Aren't you a Drew Brees fan too, bro? I'm yes. a Drew Brees fan, but I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, I see. Just get that cleared up. Let's get that cleared up. I'm a, I'm a Steph Curry fan, but I'm a I'm also a Bulls fan. You're a Steph Curry fan and a Bulls fan. That is a fact. <sighs> that is a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. You can't deny it. Wow. Can't deny it. I'm a KD fan. I don't. I don't root for the Nets ever. Literally ever. <laughs> I, maybe if they you make the finals, depending on who they play. You didn't root for the Warriors either. Me? <laughs> I didn't yeah. root for the Warriors. Durant didn't play in the finals, bro. If he played in the finals, I would have rooted for the Warriors. He, play he played finals. 12 minutes. I rooted for them that 12 minutes, bro. Okay. Get out of here, bro. Get out okay. of here. Okay. We got to go, bro. It's been fun. Everybody, make sure to follow our social media. It's down below. Yes, sir. Um, Shout out to everybody from uh, Locker Room. Yeah, that was, that was app Locker fun. Room. Yeah, everybody. We also, we also have uh, chats on there every once in a while, the app Locker Room. There's a lot of sports talk, so. Yeah, just follow yep. – um, us, our names, Will Donzella, Zach Fulcher, or Mohammed Appleseed on Locker Room. If you want to talk with us ever, we're usually live Friday nights at 9 p.m. Central Time. But yeah, follow our social media, hit our link trees, watch these on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, anything you got. But it's been fun. Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Peace. Russell Wilson will be traded to Chicago Bears. We hope. We hope. We hope, bro. Just want to say that. Peace.